Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Amen. If you're here to worship Him, don't mind standing. You can sit and worship. Whatever your posture is, welcome to worship Him as you please. We're in the presence of an Almighty God. We're the body of Christ, and we serve a living God. We are to know Him, to be known by Him, and together as the saints of God, we know Him together. But we don't, we're not able to worship a God we don't know. Amen. So worship is an opportunity for us to get to know Him the one true and living God, to stand in His presence. Not only are we to stand in His presence and worship, but we find that He's a mighty God. They're going to sing a song here shortly. He is the mighty God. And we worship Him as being the one true, almighty God. Whatever purpose you may have come here with, hopefully it's towards worshiping that one true God. Whatever you came here with that you want to leave, give it to that one true God. Whatever protection, healing, deliverance that you need, it's all in that one true living and mighty God. Let's worship together as the praise team brings us into worship as we worship God. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. 
lift our voices and let's magnify the King of glory in this place. God, you are magnificent and great and greatly to be praised. Oh, I worship you, Lord, in your sanctuary. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you've never been in a church quite like this, I have the first time I went, but we lift our hands because the scripture says, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. So you're welcome tonight, or you're welcome to, as everybody else is just lifting their hands. We're just magnifying the Lord of glory. We're just exalting Jesus in this place. Would you exalt him with us right now? And as you lift your hands, all you have to do is talk to him. He's a speaking God. He's a hearing God. God, I love you. I feel your presence in this place. I know you're here right now. I know you're here right now. I feel you, God. And I love you. God, and I worship you. I exalt you. You're amazing. You're great, God. Oh, we're your people, and we just lift you up here today. We cast all our cares on you because we know you care for us, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise right now. He's a good God. Our children's church teams playing the sign back there. They were anybody children's church, church age. All the adults start moving. I'm just messing. 2 Corinthians 14. If you are a first-time guest here, it is wonderful to have you with us at Life Church. We're excited about what the Lord is doing. If you have your Bible, 2 Corinthians 14 and 10. here last week, you heard me talk a little about my bout with sickness three weeks ago, and that they gave me steroids, and the steroids make me eat every two hours. I was hoping that would be gone by now, and it's not. I did, for the first time, reluctantly get on the scales yesterday just to see how much damage had been done. And I lost 44 pounds after my heart attack a year ago in about a nine-month span. I really didn't want to mess that up. And so, but my, my diet is still ferocious right now. I'm trying to make it healthier. But I say that because when I started to get up here, all of a sudden that hunger pain. I, what is it every time I get up here? It's like, you don't know what I'm talking about? Just, and, uh, it, it, and so... Hit the scales though. I only gained like four pounds. Praise God. So, time to get that off. Time to get that off. Amen. I think we ought to, in the church, we've got mission to do, mission to accomplish. I think we ought to try to live as healthy as we can. Amen. We ought to live as healthy as we can. I'm not saying I've done that for the last 54 years, but. 
saying I should, and I want to get moving forward on that. How about you? Don't let me scare you too much with my wigs up here. They've got, they do have a purpose. They do have a purpose for the message. Oh, my wife wanted me to show you what I look like with hair. No. She knew me when I had hair. She's about the only one. 2 Corinthians 14 and 10. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. And none of them is without signification. Could I say it from my words? There's a lot of voices in the world, none of them without significance. I want to talk today to you, simple subject, hearing the voice of God, hearing the voice of God. from what thus saith the Lord. Right. 
from the voice of God? Are you able to discern what God is saying or what is just significant voices in this world today? Does the voice of God, I want to ask you, stand out in your life? The scripture declares in John 10, 24, Then came the Jews round about him and said, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. You believe not because you are not of my sheep. As I said unto you. Now listen, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. And, and with that, as I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. They hear my voice, I know them, they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Let's give him praise for that. But with all the voices in the world, voices from television, voices from social media, YouTube, voices from work, voices at home, I don't know what your home's like, voices from your phone, voicemails, emails, texts, are those things I know you love so much, text threads. How are we able to discern all the voices and differentiate them from the voice of God? With all the noise that's going on in 2023, how are we able to hear that still, small voice? I don't know about you. I want to hear his voice. I want to hear his voice. I, I, I want to hear when God is speaking to me. I want to hear when God is talking to me. I want to hear when he's giving me direction. I want to know when he's rebuking me. I want to know when he's telling me not to do something. I want to know when he is telling me to do something. And then if I don't do it, I want to know if I didn't please him. I definitely love to know if I please him because I want to live for him. And he is a speaking God. And he speaks to us. And he speaks to his people. And he speaks to me. And he speaks to us. And he should speak to us more and more and more. The more we serve him and the more we live him. For him. I had somebody the other day, they asked me, they were like, not church anything, but they, they were like, I want to hear God. I want to know when he speaks to me. I want to know when he speaks to me. And my automatic answer was just off the cuff. First, you got to speak to him. First, you got to speak to him. You see, prayer, and we've always said this, if you've come to this church any amount of time, prayer is two-way communication with God. And how can we expect something to come down if we don't ever send anything up? How can we expect you to communicate with us if we never try to communicate with Him? We try to never talk to Him. And, and can I tell you, with all the noise in this society, you've got...
got to learn to pray. And if you learn to pray and you send questions up and you send praise up and you send statements up and you send things up, then God is going to send answers. He's going to send His Word. He's going to send things through His Spirit, through the preaching of the Word. God is going to speak to you because He is a communicating God. But it is up to you, it is up to us to establish the communication line with God. You never develop a relationship with God of prayer. Then, when you need Him, you're not going to know how He's speaking to you or what He's saying to you because you haven't tuned your hearing to God and to the voice of God. Oh, hallelujah. We have to establish prayer in our life. We need to pray. And I believe that some of you are here today and God is reaching out to you and He's knocking on the door of your heart and He is drawing you to a place of communication. Maybe you've been coming to church for three weeks or three months or three years and, and some would admit if I asked you to raise hands, I'm not, that my prayer life needs to be stronger and I don't pray enough. And, and, and maybe that's one of the areas that I, I'm not asking anybody to raise their hand or stand. But that's the one area in my life I need to do better. I need to grow in. I, I need to, to get stronger in. I need to talk to Him more and hear from Him more. I need to talk to Him more and hear from Him more. And the first way you can do that today is before we leave, I believe God is here to speak to you. And I believe before we leave, instead of running out the door to be first in line for Popeye's, we need to be the first in line at the altar. Hey, here I am. Hey, my stomach's eating my backbone just as much as you, but you'll be at Popeye's long before I will. I want to talk to God. I want to hear His voice. And in the first place I'm going to hear His voice today is at His altar where He is and His presence and in the house of God and in this place and where all has gone up and all this praise has gone up. I want to hear him. Some other places you, you need to have your prayer life established. Is your prayer closet or beside your bed or in your prayer room or in your they, they called it one time your war room. You, you, you need to have your prayer place established. You need to have a, a, a place that you go regularly and routinely. That, that when you, if you get so regular that God's there before you are. I've been waiting on you. I've been waiting on you. People that have no communication line with God often confuse the voice of God with other voices. And they never actually hear from the Master. They hear what they feel. They hear what their emotions are telling them. 
And to them, God is to some degree their emotion. If I'm happy today, God's happy with me. And God's speaking great things today. If I'm sad today, God, then, then, then it's a depressing day. And God's not talking to me today. And if I'm laughing well, then, then that's good. He's a great big God. He's awesome. And if I don't feel good and, and everything's going wrong, then it just becomes negative. Even what we think we hear as the voice of God. Can I get an Amen. People hear what they feel. And people, I'm not just saying somebody else, myself included, people can get to where they trust their emotions, their feelings, their friends, sometimes the wrong ones, their social influences. Because they've not yet learned to discern the voice of God. In their Before you leave today, I pray that if you haven't heard his voice, I pray you hear his voice. I pray that still small voice speaks into your life before you walk out the doors of this church. And I'm going to pray that that relationship that is established before you leave here never changes. That you and God start something today that is so wonderful and great and He is there for you in the good times. But let me tell you what, He is there for you in the difficult times and in the hard times and in the bad times. He is with you each and every step of the way. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown in the burning fiery furnace. They looked and the fourth one was as the Son of God because God was with them in their fire. Can I tell you, when you have this relationship with God, when God speaks to you in prayer, He is with you in the fires of your life. Hallelujah. Today, God wants you to heed His voice. He wants to speak to you. He wants to talk to you. You've been missing him, but he's been missing you. Genesis 27. I, I need some help. I need some help. I need a volunteer. I need an Isaac today. Brother Fowler, is that you volunteering? We, we, we gotta make him look a little older. He's Isaac. No oh, man, that stuff got so much gel. It's not right. Scripture had gotten older and he can't see. I want you to sit down right there and we'll put this chair up here and now you can lay down. Okay, just, just, just chill. Now, somebody, you gotta grab a shot. You know. So it says in the scripture in Genesis 27, it came to pass 
that when Isaac was old, Sister Heather, is she in Sunday school? I want her to see what she's got to look forward to. When Isaac was old, his eyes were dim so that he could not see. He called Esau his eldest son. Brother Cruz, you look like you're the oldest one up here. Can you just go stand right there? All right, at, at the minute. And he says, son, my son, I said unto him, Behold, here am I. And he said, I'm old. You can look at him. Y'all are having a conversation. You see what you got to look forward to? And, hmm? The hair's wrong. You've been flipping around. Hmm? It's low. Oh, we need to spike it. Esau. Esau Cruz. Esau Cruz. Turn around this way. There we go. Right, you're, talk, you're talking to your dad. Okay. And so he's talking to his dad and he says, Here I am. Behold, now I'm old and I know not the day of my death. Now, therefore, take, I pray thee, weapons, the quiver, the bow, and go out to the field and take me some venison. Make me savory meat such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat and that my soul may bless thee before I die. And, and Esau goes. He goes to hunt. He goes to hunt. Rebecca spake into Jake Joseph. Come here, Rebecca. And come here, Jacob. And Rebecca starts talking to, to Jacob. Go ahead and talk to him. You know, just carry on this conversation. She says, the son, I heard your father speaking unto Esau, your brother. Bring me some venison, make some savory meat that I may eat, and bless thee before the Lord, before my death. Now, therefore, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go to the flock and fetch me two kids of goats, and I will make them savory meat for my father, such as he loveth, that thou bringeth it to my father, that he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, and you start talking to her, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man. Well, I missed that. Is a hairy man, and I am smooth. My father, peradventure, will feel me, and I shall see him as a deceiver, and it'll bring a curse on me. And his mother, she was smart, and she said, if it's a curse, it'll be on me. Only obey my voice, go fetch them. And he went and fetched and brought them to his mother, and she, she made the savory meat, such as his father loved. Come up here, Jacob, real quick. And Rebecca took raiment of her eldest son, and, and, and Isaac's getting hungry. Oh, man. Esau's out hunting. And all of a sudden, they're putting goat skins. I probably need a bigger piece of tape than that. Hold that right there. Okay.
Hey, this is how good the Lord is. I looked all over this church for tape. I went to the office. I went to your office. I went to my office. I could not find any anywhere. I went through every drawer. I walked up here to put my mic on, and guess where a whole thing of tape was, right? All right. Yeah, it feels, feels like a hairy man. And, and, and so she put on the skins the kids have yoked on his hand and on his neck. Wait a second. How are we going to do that? Okay, okay. She gave him the savory meat and, 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 and prepared all that, and, and he came to his father, come on up here, and uh, he was a little hesitant, and, and, and all of a sudden, Jacob uh, said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according to what you made me, that my soul that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly? And you just quick, smart, deceiver, Jacob, what's he going to say? Well, the Lord made a way. And the Lord made a way. It, it, it just happened so fast. And, and, and then notice that it says, And Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him. And he felt him. But notice what, notice what he says right here. He, he, he felt him and said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not because his hands were hairy as his elder brother's hands. So he blessed him and listen to the blessing. The Lord give thee according to the dew of heaven. The fatness of the earth, plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee. Nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren. All of a sudden, he says he's going to be Lord over his brethren. He receives this uh, this patriarchal blessing uh, from Isaac, and, and all of a sudden, his life is changed, and he is blessed. And, 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 and it's amazing, but notice, notice this, what he said. Y'all can be seated. Thank you. Let's, let's give them a hand. He's looking for another dramatization on another day. Didn't he do a good job? Absolutely. Notice what it says. You sound like Jacob. But you feel like Esau. You sound like Jacob, but you feel like Esau. I want you to think about what Isaac did. He went with what he felt, not what he heard. In life, we've got to understand our feelings will lead us wrong in the kingdom of God. Our emotion will take us down paths we're not designed to journey down. How we feel if that's the only thing that leads us and that's what becomes God to us is going to lead us into snares and into traps and into places that we don't need to go. It's going to lead us into one mess after another mess Somehow think it's God because we trust in not what we 
just, could it have been that Isaac spent so much time with Esau? He knew his voice. But as a dad, maybe he failed Jacob a little. Jacob was close to mom. And because he didn't know, hey man, how are you? Good to see our chapter here. Maybe because he hadn't spent the time with his youngest son, that he couldn't discern his voice. Sounds like him. But I'm not sure. Because I haven't spent much time with him. If he'd spent a lot of time with him, he would have known his voice. As soon as he opened his mouth. If he'd spent the adequate amount of time with him, he wouldn't have been deceived. If he could have spent enough time with him, as soon as he opened his mouth, he would have never fooled him because he would have known his voice. He would have known his voice. And because he knew his voice, he wouldn't have distrusted his feeling. And feeling wouldn't have led him, but the voice would have led him into the decision that he was making. Can I tell you, Sometimes we haven't spent enough time alone with God. That God... We kind of walking around like, God, I'm not sure if that's you. And that's not God's fault. That's our fault. Because we haven't spent enough time in a prayer room or in a war room or in a closet or in an altar. You know, altar time
feelings and emotional highs and lows. And I feel good today and I feel bad tomorrow. And I'm going to church this Sunday, but next Sunday I don't feel like it. I can't base my relationship with God on feelings, but I have to base my relationship with God on hearing His voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If my relationship with God is based on feeling, then I'm going to follow the fake and the phony. I've said this before. But I thought long and hard in my prayer room this morning. You ever had a word from God for somebody? And you walk up to them and you say, Thus saith the Lord. I feel like God is going to bless you. And did you notice what I just said though? A lack of confidence in God caused me to say, I feel. I don't need what you feel. I need what God said. Because if you're feeling it, it might be good, it might be right, but it might absolutely, let me tell you this, we need spiritual mentors, we need people in our life that influence us, that affect us, that give us advice, we need that, we do. But let me tell you what, if you pray and you have a relationship with God strong enough that you and God talk and you hear His voice and you know His voice, then advice is great. But if it doesn't agree with what thus saith the Lord, or it doesn't agree with what the Word of God says, then that's probably somebody said, well, I feel this. This is what I feel, so this is what I'm going to share. I don't need what you feel unless I'm asking for your advice. Do I need to buy this car? Do I not? If you don't feel it, that's great. But guess what? If I go to prayer and God tells me not to, I'm not. If He tells me to, I will. And the feelings, I appreciate the feelings. somebody starts saying that, i got to put it in this box of, you're telling me this, but i still got to pray about what you're saying, because that might be your feelings. John 8, 39, they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. Verse 40, but now you, Jesus saying, seek to kill me, a man that told you the truth, which I have heard of God, this did not Abraham. 41, you do the deeds of your father, then said they to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. 
And they were standing there looking in the face of God manifest in flesh. And Jesus said, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand? What's it say? My speech. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. He says, now listen to this. You're a, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of the father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, abode not in the truth, because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks his own, for he's a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you believe me not? He that is of God heareth God's words. He that is of God heareth God's words. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore, talking to them, hear them not. He tells the religious. He tells them right then the ones that hear my words, that hear that it's of God, hear God's words. You don't hear them because you're not of God. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil. And Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father and you do dishonor to me. He that is of God hears God's words. These religious people got it all wrong. And they talk to God manifest in flesh. They talk to him and called him a devil. That's how messed up you get it. If you don't hear him. And you trust in what you feel. Because if you don't like something, that doesn't mean it's not God. If you don't want to do something, that doesn't mean it's not God. Or if you want to do something God doesn't want you to do, that doesn't... Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. How wrongly religious can they be when people hear the wrong voice they're in danger of walking in error and taking a path that is designed by the enemy. We must know the voice of God. We must hear the voice of God. Can I tell you this morning before we leave, we need to hear what the Lord is saying. We need to take some time and listen to what God this. 
and I feel it. I need to get a divorce and marry this person at work. That ain't God. It ain't never been God. God, don't bless, don't bless. I said, if it's fornication, it's not God. If it's adultery, it's not God. If it is sin, it is not God. If it is homosexuality, it is not God. I feel a lot. 
I feel alive. Especially when I was on those steroids. Feelings will lie to you. The Word of God will lie to you. That's why you need to hear His voice. You sound like Jacob. But you feel like Esau. You sound like Jesus. But I feel this. You sound like Jesus. But this is what I fear. And we end up like Isaac and we miss it. I want to hear his voice. I want to know it's him. I don't want to miss what God is saying. Can, can somebody, somebody, God loves you. He's knocking on the door of your heart. He's touched you this morning. You've went from laughing to being sad, perhaps to even being mad. Can you put those feelings to the side? And just lift your hands up and say, God, here I am. I want to hear your voice. It's got nothing to do with anybody else. Jesus said, go into your closet and shut your door. Maybe not a literal closet. But just shut the noise out. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. The presence of God is here right now. And God brought you in here. Some of you have all kinds of hurt, pain in your life. Some going through sickness. Some just lost a loved one. Some are struggling with your family, your children. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to say. You, you, you don't know how to handle what they just brought to you next. You don't know what to do. This is what I feel to do. But your feelings might lie to you. Feelings might lie to you. What you want to do might not be the best thing for your life. What you feel is your direction might be your emotion. Because of hurt, because of pain. And you're following that and you're going to continue. That's going to lead you to more hurt and more pain. If you stick around the swamp, there's going to be a lot of mosquitoes. I want out of my feelings. And I want in to what the Lord said. I want to hear His voice. I want to know what's He. Not what I feel. Not what I think. Saying what you think's wrong, it's not always wrong, but I've got to surrender it at an altar and cast all my cares to scriptures. It's all of on him because he cares for me. That's why you're here today. He cares for you. He brought you into this place. He's speaking into your life. He's drawing you.
because he loves you and because he established this relationship with you and you're here because he the God of heaven and earth the creator of the universe he knows every hair on your head he loves you so much He's drawing you right now. And this altar is already open for somebody that wants to touch God. This is the Lord that's in this place. And He's wanting to... I, I know you've been through some tough things, some tough times. God's in this place. And he just wants to touch you today. He wants to speak to you. May not be as audible thunder as lightning and fire, but this little gentle whisper, God wants to speak to you. This altar is a great place to start hearing from God. Can you cut the noise off for just a minute of cell phones and Facebook and Twitter? Cut the noise of what you've got to do and where you've got to be. Because God, the God of the universe, thought so much of you this morning that He designed this entire every song, every word just for you. Because it's His voice that's speaking into your life. I know how it is. And I'm going to get out of here quick. I'm going to slide out. I'm going to push that off. I'll, I'll do that next week. I, I did that until the Lord said, what if I don't talk to you next week? And then I said, you know what? I made my way to an altar. I was like, this might not even, uh, this is what I said. This, might, this is my home church, God. When I get back to my home church, and God was like, I'm speaking to you now. And I made my way to that altar. And God has never stopped speaking to me. And sometimes it's been louder than others. And sometimes that's been my fault. But I love Him. He loves me. And you love Him. And He loves you. He wants to talk to you right now. Would you reach out? She begins to sing this song. Would you just talk to him and allow his voice to speak into your life? Oh, in the name of Jesus.
I've even feel to kneel and talk to him and it's absolutely perfectly okay. Some people that are standing, you just want to lift your hands. Go ahead and lift your hands. Some people are sitting in that chair and you just want to bend over in front of the pew and bury your head in that pew and talk to God. Would you talk to him just like that right now?
to hear his voice even more. Oh, hallelujah. We don't want to cause our feelings to have our feelings to cause us to turn away when he's drawing us in. He said if he'd be lifted up, he'd draw us. He's drawing each and every one of us in this present moment. Wanting us to hear his voice. Wanting to know us. Oh yes, as our shepherd, he hears our voice as his sheep and he knows us. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly what you're dealing with. He knows your name. He knows the hairs on your head. He knows what you need protection from. He knows what you need deliverance from. He knows the amount of, of closeness you need to him. He cares for you. His word says to cast your cares on him because he cares for us. Amen. Amen. Those that are praying and in the presence of the Lord remain in his presence. We don't want to hinder what the Lord wants to do. There are many that made an altar at your seat. You lean forward and you're continuing in the presence of God. The Lord is speaking to you. This is your opportunity. Your opportunity to hear from God. To know his voice. To draw nearer to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a presence of God we feel. Oh, how God has revealed to us his word through our pastor to let us know that we need to hear his voice. Just a couple of Sundays in a row where I hadn't heard the scripture the same. It was Jonah last week and the well being a good thing. I hadn't seen it that way before. And this week with Jacob, Hearing, hearing Jacob's voice, Isaac hearing Jacob's voice and, and, and feeling, and those feelings are what he went by. We don't want to go according to our feelings. I, I don't ever say it this way. This will be something I can add to it now. So my pastor's a mental health preacher. He always gives me something extra I can use. But I always tell people joy remains the same. But our feelings, whether anger or happiness or sadness, is continuously changing and going up and down. And we have to have a, a joy that God gives. So a joy unspeakable and full of glory. No matter what we may be dealing with, we can keep that joy. But the pastor gave me some more. we got to hear the voice of God. And that's where we get our joy from. Amen. Make sure I add that to my repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> Counseling approaches. Thank you, Pastor. We we love our pastor. We love our church. Amen. He speaks into our minds and hearts the true word of God. But it doesn't stop there, as you can see on our board, our church, and our pastor. Come on up. Church body. These have been these have been presented from uh, Liberty County, but we want to present here in the front of our church body. We want you to be witnesses of just how wonderful uh, God is using our pastor, 
pastor's wife, our church, here at Life, we, we reach the community. When I speak to folks that I know or I'm around or acquainted with, I invite them to join us here at Life and, and hear uh, the word of God preached from a man of God that preaches truth, biblical truth. And then I tell them, you'll be welcome. You know why? Because we're a diverse church that reaches out to our community. I love what I see. This is what heaven's going to look like. And we have this great leadership to lead us there. They won't leave, leave us behind. That's what the family of God is all about. And uh, according to uh, Liberty County, in 2023, uh, Best of Liberty. And it reads Coastal Courage. Best of Liberty is presented to Tommy Crutchfield of Life United Pentecostal Church. He's being presented as Best Pastor. Best Pastor. Let's give him, give him a round of applause. Doesn't stop there. According to Coastal Courier, Best of Liberty, Life United Pentecostal Church, Best Church 2023. They were flipping the pages. It's like Tommy Crutchfield all throughout this thing. <laughs> and Life Church. And Life Church, that's you. The members of life. But a more personal one, and this is directly related to uh, how pastor, I don't, I don't even know how he does it. I work one job. I preach maybe once a, a quarter. You know? <laughs> and I'm thinking, where, what more do you have to give? <laughs> But our pastor is also a nurse practitioner. Yeah. Yeah. According to the Coastal Courier, Best of Liberty 2023, Tommy Crutchfield, NP, nurse practitioner, Best Nurse 2023. picture I knew it wasn't uh, none of them were just me right. 
but it's because we just have this amazing church. And, and that, that makes my job so much easier and my calling and what I do. So, so I asked Steve, I was like, come on, let's get a picture. And he was like, oh, Pastor, that's yours. And I was like, no. I said, I need somebody from our church gathered around me because this is y'all. This is y'all. This, this, this because we got a great church that loves people, that welcomes people, that prays, that hears from God, that hears the voice of God, that fasts when we ask you to fast, that, uh, that, that joins in all the events when we have events, that welcomes people and loves people and shakes everybody's hand so people, when they walk in here the first time, they feel like they're part of the family of God, that they belong here. That's not me. That's you. Congratulations. Thank you. But thank you for all you do here for Bachelor and Alvin Foster State. And you're going to make this the best church on the earth. We're so thankful for you, Pastor. Thank you for that word that you presented today for our souls. Amen. As we prepare for our offering, we want to present these uh, events that are happening for the week. If you don't have the bulletin currently, please see Sister Christy. Uh, so that you can be added to the email list. Our newsletter goes out uh, each week. Sister Christy, make yourself known. Raise a hand. Shout. Run around the sanctuary, whatever you do. So this week, from Monday to Saturday, uh, no changes. Make sure that you take a copy of the bulletin before you leave today uh, for our... Uh, sustaining events that haven't changed. One of the things that is coming up is Ladies Breakaway and Charcuterie Party. Got it on the first try. Tuesday, September 5th at 6.30. Get creative and bring charcuterie board of your choice. Okay, no life kids, nursery. All right, so we're going to prepare. Is it? Okay, on the same night. Okay, got it. All right, so that was the uh, event that stands out. I want to make sure we let you know about that. We're going to prepare for the offering. If you would, stand with me as you bring your offering. I'll also pray a prayer of dismissal. Please stand, prepare for the offering. We serve a mighty God. We serve a living God. When we leave here, he's not going to be here in this church building. He's going to go with us. For those that are, for your first time visiting here with us, please, as you're exiting out the foyer, to your right is our pastor's office. Stop by. Our team here wants to tell you a little bit about our church let you know what ministries we have and how you can connect or be involved here at Life. Uh, if it's your first time here or you haven't met our team previously, this is your opportunity to meet with us before you leave the church today. Lord, we go to you, oh God, because you are the one true God. We can't do anything without you, oh God. We ask you, Lord God, that your blessings would overflow uh, within this church body. Lord, we're not just one individual, but we're a family of believers, oh God. Oh God, and we hold to this truth, but we don't want to hold on to this gospel for ourselves. For your word tells us and commands us that it must go into all the world. 
Lord, we, O oh God, give in this offering, and we give tithes accordingly, O oh Lord. O oh God, because first of all, it belongs to you. And because it belongs to you, it's for your service. Allow this gospel message to go forth. Allow those that give to be blessed. O oh God, and as we leave this building, protect and keep us until we return. We ask it in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Meet with someone before you leave the building. Shake hands. Get to know them if you've never met them before. In Jesus' name you're dismissed.